Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard You're listening to the Secret Teachings radio broadcast. 
and I'm your host, Ryan Gable. This is The Fringe FM. The Fringe.FM is the network website. And if you'd like to contact us or visit our website, the email is rdgable at yahoo.com. The website, www.thesecretteachings.info and the social media page. And all of it's linked on the website, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings you can also find my personal account there ryan gable r-y-a-n-g-a-b-l-e for those of you joining us this evening for the first time the secret teachings is now broadcasting starting at 11 p.m pacific time right here on the fringe fm some of you may be thinking why the secret teachings is airing and not another broadcast But we moved all of the shows up a little bit here on the fringe, lighting the void, moved back to two hours, and now The Secret Teachings comes on after lighting the void at 11 p.m. Pacific Time, 2 a.m. Eastern Time, U.S. But of course, we have listeners all over the world, from Japan to the United Kingdom to Australia, and I'm not sure what time it is there, but obviously everything gets moved back. An hour, but the whole archive, it's on the website of the secret teachings.info. I ended last week with a show that for some probably isn't that interesting. For others, it's fascinating. For others, they just listen and laugh. I think that's the majority. I called it the never ending fake story, the obsolete con man, where we addressed some of the con artists in the industry, if you can call it that. But I'm getting really tired of calling it an industry and a community. I'm getting tired of trying to explain to anyone, even people that are interested in the same subject matter, I'm getting tired of trying to explain, like, what what are you into, Ryan? What 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 what's interesting to you? Like, like I don't want to put a title to it. I just want to learn, and I I want to observe, and I want to see patterns. And whether those patterns are in numbers or they are in historical to present modern events, I just want to learn. It's not that I have a belief or an ideology, a dogma. I have no desire to convince anybody of what I believe, of what I think. Now, sometimes when we see information, it could be something that we consider factual And if someone chooses not to believe that information, they may say, well, you're entitled to your opinion. And you say, no, this is a fact. And they say, no, that's your opinion, because they don't want to believe it. So these words like fact and opinion and truth have really been run over. And then they've been run over again and again and again. And they've been rewired. They've been redefined, they've been hijacked. Any number of words would suffice to explain what has happened to our language and what has happened to the way in which we perceive the world, which is often through language, which is symbols and vibrations. And all of this stuff has to do with with the, the coding of our reality and how we see things. I know a lot of people ask questions to others. 
Some of you may have family members or friends who ask you questions like this. Why would they, whoever that mysterious they are, why would they do something like that? The that being something horrific or evil. Sometimes we have names and faces. You can tell people Bill Gates wants to vaccinate 7 billion people and he said about 700,000 would die. But that's a price that we have to pay, even though it's six, maybe seven times higher than the number of people that have actually died from COVID-19 in early 2020. And we're going to justify killing six times as many people for a vaccine, which won't work anyway like the flu vaccine because COVID-19, although engineered and manufactured in many ways, it's also going to mutate because it's very similar to a common cold. It's very similar to an influenza. It's going to mutate and mutate and mutate, and a vaccine won't do anything. So you explain that to somebody, and they say, well, why would, why would Bill Gates want to do that if he knows it's going to hurt people? You tell them the background of Bill Gates, and they say, well, that doesn't, why, Bill Gates' father and Planned Parenthood, I thought Planned Parenthood wanted to help women. And it's like, you just keep going on and on. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, they, they do provide services, but ultimately Planned Parenthood is a eugenics operation. It was founded on the principles of eugenics by Margaret Sanger, and Bill Gates' father was one of the founding members. Yeah, but why would they want to do that? It's like, listen, I cannot explain to you why psychopaths act like psychopaths. Psychopaths act like psychopaths because they do not have the same kind of emotional body that you do. They do not have the capability to fully comprehend and understand the consequences of their actions. And there are a lot of different theories on psychopaths and studies and reports and analyses of clinical analysis, diagnosis of psychopaths in, the, in a clinical setting, a lot of famous people that are considered psychopathic. But we tend to think of psychopaths as people that might be locked up in a prison somewhere. They might be on death row. Psychopaths are maybe, you joke around and say, yeah, well, my, you know, my ex-husband, my ex-wife, they, they were psychotic. We use that word a lot, but People aren't necessarily psychotic just because they scream and yell and throw things. A real psychopath lacks empathy and cannot identify empathetically nor really sympathize with their victims. So as a result of that, it, it's really difficult to understand if you are an emotional person like most of us why other people would do those kinds of things because they just seem so horrific. Why, why would anybody do that? That's horrible. That's a horrible thing. Why would someone do that? Why would somebody say that? I want you to keep the idea of a psychopath and the emotionless nature of a psychopath in your mind for a moment. And I want to slowly guide you away from psychopaths and then guide you back to psychopaths. We had Jordan Maxwell on the broadcast about two weeks ago. 
Some people don't like Jordan Maxwell. That's fine. We listened to what Jordan Maxwell had to say about Nostradamus-style astrology. And then we conversed about time loops and history and Hollywood. So we had a lengthy conversation. And in that show, Jordan Maxwell was talking about numbers, and he was talking about big events in history, significant events. And as a result of significant events like September 11th, 2001, Jordan mentioned this, but obviously a lot of you have have probably considered that what's happening in the world as a result of COVID-19 or the Wuhan flu or the, the Kong flu, as a result of this, the solutions to this perceived problem are similar, if not more draconian and more aggressive and more totalitarian than what happened after September 11th. Because just just because September 11th, as we know it as a date, happened in, in New York and Washington and, and Pennsylvania and some stuff also in the UK, the world fundamentally changed everywhere, changed as a result of what happened on the east coast of the United States of America that morning. And if you remember, the official story goes that 19 hijackers supposedly carried out these attacks. 19 hijackers, many of which were still alive after the attack. BBC reported that. But 19 hijackers supposedly changed the world, or at least they were the reason for a fundamental transformation of society. Now, some people might say, I got in trouble for saying this myself a a long time ago on radio. Some people might say, well, those hijackers, if they actually did that, they were cowards. They were cowards to do that. And I'd say, well, maybe I don't agree with why they did it. This is, of course, assuming the official narrative is true, but obviously hijackings have, have, have occurred more often than, you know, people think. So hijackings are real. What I'm saying is I don't think that 19 hijackers carried out those events on 9-11. But my point is I don't think that hijacking a plane and flying it into a building is an act of cowardice. I've said that for years. I don't think that it's something that, you know, for any reason that I I would support. I'm just saying that I don't think it's an act of cowardice. I said on radio a long time ago, what I think is cowardly is sitting in a concrete bunker in a military suit, killing people three, four, five thousand miles away. I think that's cowardly. It's one thing to be on the front lines to be in the trenches. It's another thing to operate drones overseas from an air-conditioned box somewhere on the west coast of the United States, the Midwest, wherever the military sets up some of these drone operating centers. I said, I, don't, I, I, said, I think that the, the military that carries out those actions are actually more cowardly than the so-called terrorists who carried out those, those attacks on the World Trade Center and Pentagon, the World Trade Center, complex. So, a lot of people might think, well, Ryan, you you support terrorism. I say, well, no, but, you know, do you support the use of military force 
Well, yeah, of course, because we had to get back at these evil terrorists. Well, that obviously is an act of terrorism, too. You see how reality can change based on the, 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 the wording that you use, the definitions that you use. So to people that might have subscribed to so-called terrorist ideology, they may believe that the events that were planned and carried out, allowed to happen or otherwise, were positive things in order to bring down or help bring down Western civilization. Obviously, to Western civilization, this was an act of terrorism. And if you flip the roles, what Western civilization does in response is, even by definition, an act of terrorism. The point is that you have behaviors that, although they can be justified by emotional, hysterical, panicked, paranoid experiences like the Twin Towers were attacked. We have to do something about this. It's the emotion of the common person that justifies the psychopathic behavior of those that have control of the bombs and the missiles and the rockets and the guns and the tanks and the planes and the bombers, etc. See what I mean? It's your emotional response that says, this is okay, this is okay. Now, obviously, after the war in Iraq began, there were people even before, but during and after, that were protesting. And, and, and you've seen in the United States, war protests have virtually disappeared. Why? Because war, in its current state, is, is not war anymore. It's just another day. And so we don't think about how there are ongoing conflicts. We don't think that there are ongoing wars or occupations. Everything is just normal. It's a new normal. And now after COVID-19 strikes, we have another new normal. So think about those 19 hijackers. Now we have COVID-19. It's the reason for drastic societal transformation, just like after 9-11. Think about social distancing. You think about isolation, lockdown, quarantine. We know this leads to anxiety and depression and suicide, which are all reactions to the limiting of meaningful interaction for us emotional beings. It's the difference between who does what they are told and who rebels that allows the, the power structure to determine who is going to participate and acquiesce and who is not. And it kind of reminds me of the movie Invasion of the Body Snatchers or the remake Invasion, where these alien beings come to Earth and they start replacing people's bodies and people start realizing like their loved ones aren't exactly the same. Most of you probably seen invasion of the body snatchers, you know, the movie, but the key characteristic and why people start noticing that something's wrong, even though people look exactly the same is that 
their loved ones that have been replaced by these these aliens grown out of these pods, they don't have emotion. And that's how the, the aliens can determine who is one of them and who is still human. Now, that's a theme present in a lot of alien movies, emotionless beings that act robotically and their own interest is part of a hive mind. Now, of course, this is strictly contrast to the emotional, independent thoughts of human beings, which is what makes these aliens so alien. They're alien to us because we have emotion. We wouldn't do that. But there are some humans that would do those kinds of things that the aliens do to us in those movies. And the kinds of humans who who would do those types of things are the kinds of humans that play on your emotional reactions to events that transpire locally or globally, play on those emotions to justify their psychopathy. And their, their, their psychotic behavior being justified through your emotional response by giving them power is like energetically and is directly energetically feeding this vampiric relationship that we collectively share with those that we perceive to be in power. Now, a lot of humans don't act in the, 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 the way that we might define a psychopath. Most people can't comprehend psychopathic behavior, and we become victim to it because we can't comprehend that someone could act that way. We are struck with disbelief. How, how could somebody act that way? I, I just don't, why would they want to do something like that? Th- these aren't questions that can be answered logically because these are problems that are being carried out or actions being carried out, problems that are parallel to the normal way that we perceive the world. By people that are emotionless, naturally, or they've conditioned themselves to be emotionless, they've, they've been through severe trauma, and their, their, their brain has rewired. And so they don't see the rest of the world the way that you see the world. They, of course, see it through a different lens. Now, 19 hijackers on 9-11, COVID-19, the social isolation, the social distancing, the depression, the suicide, the anxiety, the feelings of rebellion, and, and, and knowing who is going to submit and who's not going to submit based on how many people and for how long people will stay inside and follow the rules and who will allow certain groups of people to be considered essential and pay their bills while others can't pay their bills and the country spirals into a depression. So you have, it seems, a parallel between a lot of those alien films and the idea that the aliens are emotionless. That's what sets them apart from us. And the aliens that are emotionless they know who humans are by those who express emotion, and they hijack and they use that to their advantage. 
because psychopaths are not going to empathize or sympathize with how you're feeling. They will use it against you. And I read another interesting story pertaining to 19 and pertaining to, to aliens. 19 is also the number of odd interstellar objects that scientists are studying. They've identified them. Some believe these are alien probes. Objects that are near Jupiter, and they believe that these objects are from interstellar space, but they have an anomalous origin. So the question kind of becomes, with an eerie implication, drastic events like September 11th, 19 hijackers, 20 years later, COVID-19, fundamental transformations of society. We have isolation, distancing, keeping people apart, emotionless, non-empathetic beings we are conditioned to be. And that parallels so many alien movies. And then we hear about these 19 objects in our solar system right outside near Jupiter. And it raises a lot of questions. The transformation of society so quickly being engineered to eradicate emotion into a hive mind collective, and it may suggest that an alien invasion is well underway. We'll talk about this and psychopaths tonight on The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable, the website www.thesecretteachings.info. You can subscribe there, grab my books, and email us all on the website. More after break. Don't go anywhere. If you're looking for something to do while you're quarantined or locked down at home, check out www.thesecretteachings.info for our entire show archive. There you'll find every single broadcast after it airs, and you can download and stream every single one of those shows with great guests and timeless subjects. Right now it's only $35 for a one-year subscription to the archive and a free copy of one of my books with free shipping in the United States. It supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and it supports you. You can also check out my three books independently, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. Read reviews and see the books at www.thesecretteachings.info. Whether you subscribe, purchase a book, or you simply listen to the show five nights a week, it's a great way to stay informed and to be entertained. Again, that's www.thesecretteachings.info thesecretteachings.info or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings and shoot us an email at rdgable at yahoo.com You are listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. To contact Ryan, email rdgable at yahoo.com If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, 
and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. Do you enjoy The Secret Teachings? You now have an opportunity to help inform others while supporting the program by purchasing our newly available T-shirts for men, women, or whatever else you identify as, even a purple penguin. Whether you spark conversation with the Secret Teachings t-shirt or you want to decorate your safe space with an awesome poster, we have what you want at thesecretteachings.info. For any questions, contact Ryan Gable by email at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hi, Jeremy Scott here from Into the Paranormal, and I'm back live Saturdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on The Fringe FM. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. This is The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings or our website, thesecretteachings.info. We've heard your feedback loud and clear. You called it out, and now we're answering. All new live programming, five nights a week. Always remember, The Fringe FM is for you, the listener, and we appreciate your feedback. Keep the feedback coming. You can email us at talkback at thefringe.fm, call the station at 501-777-5631, or send us a message on Facebook at The Fringe FM. Hey, this is Charlie Robinson, the Octopus of Global Control author, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Hey guys, it's Giorgio Tsoukalos from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. 
rdgable at yahoo.com is the email. That's rdgable at yahoo.com, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings, and www.thesecretteachings.info is the show website. Don't forget the secret teachings is airing at 11 p.m. Pacific time to 1 a.m. Pacific time, Monday through Friday, now moving up one hour. So keep that in mind. Along with another episode of The Secret Teachings that'll air directly after this one, but it'll be an older episode. Still timeless, for the most part, information. A lot of great interviews and topics. I'm not sure how I'm going to select those shows, but we'll have them in the server to play after this broadcast is over Monday through Friday from 11 to 1 a.m. Pacific Time, U.S., right here on the Fringe FM. I looked up a couple of studies about psychopathic behavior. There was a 2016 Australian study that found about one in five corporate executives are clinically diagnosed as psychopaths. That's about the same rate as prisoners. The study of 261 senior professionals in the United States found that 21% had clinically significant levels of psychopathic traits. The rate of psychopathy in the general population is about 1 in 100. So it's about 1% for the general public. For those that run corporations, for those that are professionals in business, those that lead companies, it's roughly a quarter on average, it's estimated, they are psychopaths by definition. A 2019 study, going back a decade, found that there were at least three times as many psychopaths in executive or CEO roles than in the overall population. More recent data found it's actually much higher now. It's a much higher percentage than that. It comes out around one out of four business professionals are psychopaths by clinical diagnosis. Now, they define psychopathic behavior in ways that you could perhaps identify with one or two characteristics, but unless you're a true psychopath, even if you have these characteristics, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're psychotic. A true psychopath is a pathological liar and a pathological manipulator. Sometimes they don't even necessarily know that they are lying or manipulating. It's just natural. They have no sense of what is morally correct. They are cold-hearted, or what we say is that they lack empathy. They don't feel the things that you or I feel. They're often extremely narcissistic. They have a false superiority complex. They bully through psychological manipulation like gaslighting. And they victimize themselves and have no problem whatsoever 
placing all the blame for the things that they create knowingly, all the pain and all the suffering on other people, on their victims. The key component of a psychopath, as we typically think of a psychopath, is the lack of empathy. The lack of being able to identify how our actions affect other people. Now, some of us might have this psychopathic trait, but we don't necessarily have all of the other traits of a psychopath. But we can understand that a a, a little bit, a little bit, sometimes we kind of feel that way, but there's, there's... an emotional response, there's an empathetic response, a fail-safe that prevents us from fully disconnecting. It's a natural process. It's part of, I would imagine, what makes us us, the spirit, the soul, etc. If you think about a lot of Hollywood movies, TV shows, movies pertaining to aliens, aliens are usually portrayed you know, as these brute, emotionless beings that come to Earth to take resources and to exterminate the planet. The reason that we typically portray aliens in this capacity is because there's usually a veiled to an open criticism of human civilization that we're concerned with resources and destroying the planet. There's usually like an environmental message there somewhere. Or human beings, the ones that make these decisions, the the professionals, the CEOs, the ones that run businesses, they're clinically psychopathic. They have psychopathic behavior. They don't have empathy. They'll do whatever they can to get what they want, to get what they desire. And it doesn't have to be something that's necessary to live. They'll just do whatever they can to get whatever they want. And so the aliens might be portrayed as barbaric and ruthless. and But these are things that humans do as well. It's likely that if we were to probably, you know, come across some kind of uh, alien species in the traditional Hollywood form, it's probably not going to happen that way. It probably wouldn't happen that way. It really hasn't happened that way for those of you who believe in quote-unquote disclosure and, 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 and all of that. But if we were to come across an alien species that had a civilization even somewhat similar to ours, you'd imagine that, or at least I'd imagine, that they would be somewhat more advanced than us, and others might be far less advanced than us. Some may be so far advanced that we would look like nothing, bacteria in a Petri dish. Others theorize that the level of of technological advancement that would make our civilization look as if it was an anthill would ultimately lead to the destruction of that alien civilization. But see, all of this is just theoretical. The psychological nature of the alien or the extraterrestrial in movies and television shows is based on what we know. It's based on how we treat each other. It's based on how our civilization functions. It's unlikely that we'd run into a group of aliens that would conduct their operations in the same way as we humans do. 
they would probably do it through more sophisticated means, which theoretically, and in some ways more than theoretically, this has led some people to conclude after a lifetime of investigation and research into what power really controls and really runs the world. And it seems to be the only conclusion that you can ultimately come to is that there is an off-world, extraterrestrial, other-dimensional, otherworldly presence. You can look at people like Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk and Tim Cook, all these Hollywood, Silicon Valley billionaires. And you can look at their usage of drugs and machines to override the natural human evolutionary process and hijack the concept of, of, of an evolution, not in a Darwinian sense per se, but the natural progress of, of the human being. And they suggest that the hybrid, the human computer, the cyborg is the next phase in human evolution. And they propose this as the solution to the problem, which is with a light implication, the human being is the problem. The human being pollutes. The human being is imperfect. The human being breathes and exhales carbon dioxide. It's destroying the planet. The human being is the problem. All the environmentalists and a lot of those that are in the fields of technology and the development of technology, they see the human being as the problem. The problem to what? Maybe that's the question that we should be asking. The problem to their own existence or to the development and the maintaining of a technocratic tyranny or a technocracy. But even beyond that, the developments that companies like Apple and Google or DARPA and MIT, Boston Dynamics and others, these things that they develop, some of the tech gurus are not afraid of referring to the developments of these kinds of technologies as alien. Now, of course, Elon Musk referred to artificial intelligence as a demon and said that AI when we bring it about, it's like summoning a demon because we can't control it. Now, I find it interesting that if, if you study and you read, you read some of the classical books on occult studies and literature, you find a common theme. When a magician makes a deal with a demon, with a spirit, a daemon, demons, daemon, Angels, demons, same thing, but they're daemons. They're spirits that are, that are um, not necessarily bad or good. They're divine. They're part of a hierarchy. Some are higher, some are lower. But the lower ones will give you things, but there's a catch. The higher ones make you earn things, but they assist in the earning of those things. And then you learn it and you, you earn it yourself. So... If a magician makes a deal with one of these, these spirits, these entities, right, and they make a deal, maybe like Faust or Urban Granger or any of these other stories of magicians who have made deals with devils, 
They make a deal for 10, 15, 20, 25 years of power, let's say. So we have a magician. He makes a deal with this demon for 20 years of worldly power. The demon gives him and assists him in in the acquisition of whatever he wants, right? So the magician and the demon entered into this pact, and it's carried out over the length, the duration of this contract. And then at the end of the contract, the ideas, the soul, then belongs to the demon or belongs to the devil. So you hear a lot of stories about really, really horrific stuff that magicians, another reason magicians get a bad representation, that magicians have done in order to prevent the inevitability of their death. They attempt to find any and all means of continuing to appease that spirit while likewise extending the contractual obligation to prevent themselves from dying so that their soul does does not get taken by the spirit or the demon to hell or whatever you'll have. So the parallel then is that those in Silicon Valley, the tech giants, the technocrats, and all the people that love it, they're looking to a future that they consider inevitable. With AI and robots and things like this, my existence is inevitable, the AI says in Terminator. The Borg say that resistance is futile. So they keep driving us towards this destination in the perceived future, the 2030 UN agenda 2030. You see a lot of that in music videos like E.T. with Katy Perry and Kanye West, where they've got the sunglasses and the bird and the glass box, and it tells you the year 2030 where everything went extinct. And we keep moving in this direction. And these people like Elon Musk and Ray Kurzweil and all the, the big tech giants, with their their usage of drugs and their usage of wires and microchips and wanting to connect to a computer in the search for everlasting material life. And they promise the rest of us that we'll all have eternal life through the technological elixir. We just have to accept the technological proverbial mark of the beast. We have to accept this technology and make a deal with it. We give up our soul for material life. In other words, what we perceive as eternal material existence is really eternal spiritual death. And that material existence will still break down and break apart. You're only postponing the inevitable. But like the magician who's made the deal with the demon, these tech gurus and the developers of AI and robots and machines and things like this that think this way, we're not talking about the average college student, the average person who goes to an engineering school. We're talking about the people that really make the decisions. 
it seems as if they likewise have to develop more and more powerful means of building and constructing this technological apparatus, this artificial environment that paves the way for the introduction of a new form of life. And maybe that new form of life is artificial intelligence, maybe it's a combination of many things, but it paves the way for this new intelligence. Where everything is connected, the IoT, the Internet of Things, it paves the way for this. Now, the people that are bringing this about, many of them, like Elon Musk, has talked about the dangers of it, and yet they continue to do it. There have been professors at MIT that have spoken about the dangers of this, but we just have to do it, they say. We have to do it. We have to do it. It it just never really sounded to me like they were doing it because they were choosing to do it. It's almost like they were being forced to do it. Something was communicating with them and and, and convincing them, coercing them to build this, this system, regardless of the consequences it has for the rest of us, making them, by definition, psychopaths. Now, they can smile and they can pretend to understand and care, but they can't because they're psychotic. And the big difference between those that feel emotion and that are human and those that are psychotic and that we might classify as alien is that they do not have those emotional centers. They do not have the emotional seat, the soul, the spirit. They are alien by any and all definitions of the word. And so if you think about movies like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, people are replaced by emotionless imposters. Where an alien species duplicates humans growing from plant-like pods and replace them with these emotionless beings. And the way they tell who is human and who is alien is by determining who has emotion and who does not have emotion. Now, psychopathic behavior is not necessarily something that is non-existent in human history and in the human condition. But the idea that extraterrestrials or aliens may have a far more sophisticated manner of hijacking and invading a planet beyond the mere traditional idea of bombs and explosions. It's unlikely an alien race would, if they were invading Earth, that that they would think like that or that they would do the kinds of things that we would do. We would be ready for that, but we wouldn't be able to defend against it because it would be psychological at the very least. It it would be the, 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 the strategic placing of officials, well, I mean, like the television show V, for example, you know, you have the strategic placing of these creatures, if you will, these beings in positions of, of power. This is just the, the sophisticated theory, anyway, or the theory of sophisticated alien invasion. And so I wonder, when I hear about these, these 19 interstellar objects out there near Jupiter of, of anomalous origin, and I hear that they are 
moving. Some of them are and are acting odd. They're acting different. Some of them have one of them at least has a retrograde uh, orbit. The object BZ509 Ka Ipeoka Awala is the name of this so-called asteroid, but they really don't know if it's an asteroid or what it, what exactly it is. They say it's been there for billions of years, but they just discovered it. And it's, it's interesting because they discover it, and they've known about it for several years now, but we're told about Oumuamua, this thin sail-like object that came into the solar system. We identified it in 2017, and then as it passed Earth, it sped up leading some to believe that this was like a, a Bracewell probe, a probe that was it, it made to look like something natural, but it was used to watch planet Earth. And then Comet 21 Borsov, which showed up in 2019, a very similar object to a Moa And then now we're being told that there are 19 interstellar objects hiding around Jupiter somewhere. And these objects that are hiding around Jupiter are, some of them are behaving strange. And they are in a location that, that although they've supposedly been there for billions of years because the scientists have retraced, they've done computer models and retraced the origins and where these things came from, they're, they're, they're just discovering these things now. Nineteen of them between Jupiter and Neptune. A whole series of interstellar objects. 19 of them. Well, then if you want to look at the numbers, then you have COVID-19, and you have the 19 hijackers from September 11th. And when you tie all those things together, you have fundamental transformations of society. And every time you have this, from 9-11 to COVID-19, you have a limiting and a outright assault on emotional human behavior to keep people more isolated and to keep people more, you can call it social distancing, but to keep people spread out and at a distance from one another to make us afraid, to make us scared, to make us anxious, depressed, to make people suicidal. All the things that make us human slowly stripped away. And if one didn't know any better, one might think that these assaults on human instinct and intuition are really the assaults by an alien force, an alien presence that maybe isn't coming, maybe is already here, and maybe... The release of COVID-19 is a precursor to their exposure and their arrival. Now, a lot of people like to talk about that as the ultimate disclosure, the alien presence, but it's still likely that in terms of a sophisticated alien invasion, we're not going to see those aliens. This would just continue the way that it has and the way that it continues and the way that it will continue, incrementally chipping away at what makes us human until we become like them, whatever or whoever they may be. 
I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. www.thesecretteachings.info is the website. If you visit the website, you'll find our full show archive, top news, my books, social media, the email, and more. Right now, it's $35 to donate to get a one-year subscription and a free copy of one of my books. Again, www.thesecretteachings.info. It's free shipping in the United States for the free book when you subscribe to the archive, or the books are available separately or collectively on the website. You can check those out and only through the website. Email us at rdgable at yahoo.com and find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. More after this. Don't go anywhere right here on the Fringe FM. If you're looking for something to do while you're quarantined or locked down at home, check out www.thesecretteachings.info for our entire show archive. There you'll find every single broadcast after it airs, and you can download and stream every single one of those shows with great guests and timeless subjects. Right now, it's only $35 for a one-year subscription to the archive and a free copy of one of my books with free shipping in the United States. It supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and it supports you. You can also check out my three books independently, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. Read reviews and see the books at www.thesecretteachings.info. Whether you subscribe, purchase a book, or you simply listen to the show five nights a week, it's a great way to stay informed and to be entertained. Again, that's www.thesecretteachings.info thesecretteachings.info or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings and shoot us an email at rdgable at yahoo.com If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, mythology to alchemy, check out Ryan Gable's book, Occult Arcana with hundreds of beautiful images If you want to look at technology black goo UFOs, and demonic packs made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. And if you want a practical look at food, lifestyle, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, See pictures and order yours today. It supports The Secret Teachings, you, and The Fringe FM. Do you enjoy The Secret Teachings? You now have an opportunity to help inform others while supporting the program by purchasing our newly available T-shirts for men, women, or whatever else you identify as, even a purple penguin. 
Whether you spark conversation with the Secret Teachings t-shirt or you want to decorate your safe space with an awesome poster, we have what you want at thesecretteachings.info. For any questions, contact Ryan Gable by email at rdgable at yahoo.com. Alex Hi, I'm Alex Exum, and you're listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.com. Info. We told you weeknights on the Fringe FM are now even better. And we mean it. Do it live! Where else can you hear the best shows and the best talent? Kick off your evening with our newest host, Alex Exum, live at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern. Hang out with me, Joe Roop, on Lighting the Void at 9 Pacific, Midnight Eastern. Ryan Gable expands your mind on the secret teachings of Midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern. We're bringing the heat every single night. Fire it up. The Fringe FM. Yeah, you're a proper pro. And I just want to thank you, Ryan, for having me on. I've heard a few of your shows, and you go deep, brother. You go deeper than a deep-sea diver in a shipwreck. So it's been great to be a part of your show. You've got a tremendous amount of knowledge yourself. You've clearly put in the hours of research, and I commend you for that. So I'm very happy to have been a part of your show today. Thanks again for the invitation. This is Mark Devlin, author of Musical Truth, Volumes 1 and 2, musicaltruthbook.com online. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. I just want to say I had a really great time talking to both of you as well as your listeners. And uh, please keep up the great work. And I hope we can uh, work together in the future. Hey, this is Joe from the Carolinas. My website and YouTube channel is joefromthecarolinas.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Let's get into it. Ryan Gable, and this is the Secret Teachings radio broadcast right here on the Fringe FM. You can catch the show five nights a week, Monday through Friday at the same time each night. The new time, 11 p.m. Pacific U.S. until 1 a.m. Pacific U.S., 11 to 1 a.m. Pacific time, right here in the United States of America, broadcasting from the East Coast. Your time is 2 to 4 a.m. Eastern Time, so a little bit earlier than we normally air. But right after this broadcast on the Fringe FM, you will hear another episode of The Secret Teachings, unless there's a glitch on the server. We'll play an older episode, so you're basically going to get four hours of The Secret Teachings five nights a week, plus additional rebroadcasts and all that. And it's always free to listen. On the Fringe.fm, the Fringe application, the TuneIn application, Talk Stream Live, 
the Paranormal Radio app, and www.thesecretteachings.info. That's www.thesecretteachings.info. I found this interesting article from Science Alert and another one from EU News or EU.com. It's from Friday. It talks about Oumuamua and 21 Borisov, these two interstellar objects that scientists tracked and have been tracking as Oumuamua sped past the Earth as if it was under some form of intelligent, organic, or artificial intelligence. And 21 Borisov, which showed up last year, being identified as an interstellar object, with some speculating that these objects, one or both, might actually be clever ways of disguising probes of alien civilizations that are floating from solar system to solar system, from planet to planet, seeking to identify life, perhaps there, for whatever the reason might be, we might think that these beings would think in terms of how we think. And I imagine that on some level there's there's probably a universal, you know, desire to uh, and need to uh, accumulate resources and scope out other planets that potentially might be habitable. And then if you come across a race of aliens, and in, 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 our, in this case, we, we'd be the aliens. Maybe there's a, you know, a protocol like Star Trek where you don't interfere. A lot of possibilities. But it might actually be something beyond anything we can really fathom or imagine. We, we tend to project onto our alien monster movies what we would do. In a lot of ways, a lot of zombie movies are really just veiled metaphors. They relate to how human beings have become like zombies in a lot of ways. They, they show you that in some of the comical zombie movies. Everybody's on their phone or, you know, that, 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 uh, in, like, uh, I think there was this, uh, this Bill Murray zombie movie came out and they had a lot of the zombies were doing things that they would do when they were alive and they were, they were zombified. They were addicted to things. They were on their phones. I thought the movie sucked, but it, it, it showed what a zombie is outside of just a flesh-eating monster. It's more than that. That's why we have these, these zombie movies that depict things like that. Same thing with alien movies. We, we project on the aliens what, what we would do. That's why they, they attack us in similar ways with lasers and machines and because that's what we would do to another race. I'm not saying we would outright start a war, but we project on other beings what, what our fears are and what we would do to others if we were afraid, and what we do to ourselves, for that matter. So that's why in a lot of alien movies, the aliens are, for the most part, emotionless. That speaks to those emotionless humans that carry out the kinds of tasks and deeds that the aliens might carry out to exterminate human beings and to obtain resources in the movies. 
And a lot of human beings do that, and we have a parallel between the two in terms of warfare. And You think about extraterrestrials, though, and we classify ourselves as being these emotional beings, and we hope that we would find and we'd be able to contact creatures, beings from somewhere else that would be similar to us, but... It might be beyond our wildest imagination. It might be beyond anything that we could possibly come up with in a science fiction movie because slightly more advanced beings might do things that the smartest human beings can't imagine, can't think of. So we are only as strong as our weakest link, and we are only as perhaps intelligent as some of the most forward-thinking people that work in underground laboratories and military installations that come up with the te- come up with the technology that'll be something that you know maybe your grandchildren will have access to someday, you know. But people like myself, people like you, will never see it forty, fifty years from now. You know, the internet and computers were being developed decades and decades ago, and now it's an integral part of our life. So maybe these alien beings would wage sophisticated warfare, a sophisticated form of warfare that we really couldn't, we really couldn't, we can, ima- we can imagine maybe, we can understand maybe, but not something that we could really come to terms with. You've seen a lot of TV shows like The X-Files and, you hear theories that you know aliens made deals with world leaders and they exchanged technology for aliens abducting human beings and all this and maybe that's true i imagine that there probably are more than more than one species of aliens and that not everybody gets along but that might be too simplified in in terms of what really goes on out there in the cosmos but I'm reading about these objects, these, these potential alien probes. And in this article from Science Alert, it talks about how astronomers have identified 19 more asteroids that they think are interstellar. And to put this in perspective, astronomers, having identified Oumuamua and 21 Borisov, and there are a couple of others, This is not a very common thing. It's not a really common thing to have interstellar objects coming in and out of the solar system. Now, that could be because with newer technology and better understanding, as the 21st century progresses, we're identifying things that we missed before. Or something somewhere has shifted. Some people say, hey, it's Planet X. Maybe, but something somewhere has shifted and now this space debris is coming in through our solar system in weird, strange, kind of unnatural ways. They they say Imoamoa comes near the Earth and then it speeds up after it passes by as if it was under some form of artificial or some form of organic control. You know, it's a space probe. It's a drone, basically. Some are speculating that 21 Borisov or Borisov 21 is 
that showed up last year is likewise some kind of you know alien probe. And then there are 19 other objects that are orbiting near Jupiter and Neptune. And these objects, they're calling them centaurs, the Greek mythological half-human, half-horse. They're centaurs. They're, they're peculiar planetesimals of 200 kilometers or 125 miles in diameter. So these things are, are big. And they have very unusual orbits according to the astronomers. They're saying that these objects came from deep space. They formed somewhere else and then came into our solar system. They ran computer simulations and, as far as we're told, they've tracked out, they've determined the trajectories of these 19 centaurs. They determined that the objects came from somewhere else. They began their life somewhere else. There's one of the 19 objects, though, that is even more peculiar than the other 18. It's an asteroid called 2015 BZ509, meaning that they've known about these things for five years. They're just now telling us. They knew about these even two years before Oumuamua. Now, this object has a strange orbit, even stranger than the other 18 objects. It has an, uh, an orbit that is exactly the same as Jupiter, but it goes in the opposite direction. It goes retrograde. Now, if it was native to the solar system, it, it should be traveling in the same direction as everything else. And this is one of the things that, t- that prompted the, the team of researchers from Brazil to do a little more investigation and they determined that these objects came from somewhere else. So you have 19 objects in the solar system, and one of them, almost as if it was a leader, shoots out in front of the pack and starts moving in the opposite direction of all the other ones, while the other ones are kind of slow. Oumuamua comes in, slows down, speeds up, suggesting intelligent control. 21 Borisov is being looked at as a similar kind of, of alien probe, All that's going on up above. And then down below, you have an oversaturation. In my view, it's oversaturated, and it's just, it's overly proliferated. UFO and alien stories, you know, the Navy and the Tic Tac objects and disclosure and all this. And you had the Navy talking about incursions, assaults on military vessels by these unidentified flying objects years ago. This is just stuff that's declassified. You've got strange connections between the Skinwalker Ranch and the U.S. government and Louis Elizondo and the Pentagon. And you have conflicting reports about what the government did study, what they didn't study, the the aerial identification program a couple of years ago. That's, that's, that's talked about even by the New York Times and that got the ball ball rolling on a lot of this stuff. And so if you if you kind of piece all this together, you, you piece together the, the the UFO angle, the the historical angle, taking us back to 9-11, the numerical angle, the 19 hijackers on September 11th, COVID-19, and now kind of in the middle of this is the slow, soft, 
some of it may be hard, disclosure of extraterrestrial life, with UFOs and Tic Tacs and incursions and all that, even the military saying, yeah, this is what we saw, but we didn't see it, but we did see it. Creating confusion, you know, psychological warfare, very similar, in my view, to what happened with Roswell. Psychological warfare, how will the public react to this? How can we, how can we create in the minds of the public an event that didn't happen, that, that, that we can burn into the memory of the public, and we can forever get them to be interested in this one particular incident or this one particular event. And maybe that was because it was strictly psychological in the sense that it, it, it was to determine how the public would react to the introduction of other life forms, or it was a distraction. It was meant to divert attention away from military programs that were, you know, detesting exotic craft, or maybe those craft were reverse engineered, and it was likewise to divert people's attention, or maybe they were testing, you know, at, at the time in 1947, maybe they were testing uh, confiscated, they, they were testing uh, traded for uh, uh, Axis technology. That's one theory about Roswell. Or maybe there really have been alien spaceships that have landed or, or crashed, probably not crash, but landed, um, or maybe they have crashed. Maybe they've been shot down. Maybe they're very sensitive. And so something like Roswell draws all this energy and attention historically while we tend to forget about other major events. Like most people know about Roswell. You think of UFOs, you think of Roswell. But a lot of us, even in the UFO community, don't remember, apparently, or we don't really talk about the mid-late 1990s Phoenix Lights. I mean, that is probably the most well-documented, most well-viewed UFO sighting ever. Arguably, it's, it's huge in the history of ufology. But we're not remembering that collectively or individually. We're remembering, we're remembering what, the, what the press and the military told us about Roswell in 19. 19- 47. Now, there's a long history there that is is not necessary for understanding tonight's subject matter. In the first hour, we talked a lot about psychopathic behavior. And we talked a lot about how most major corporations are run by people who are clinically psychopathic. And in order to become a senator or a governor or the president of the United States or secretary of defense, any of these positions, you have to have some level of disconnect from the emotional body. Whether that's justified or otherwise, you have to have some level of disconnect. A lot of the people that become the the, the, the heads of major corporations, as most studies show in psychology, they become heads of major corporations, they lead these companies, women just as well as men, because they have no empathy. They will step on, they will crush, they will burn, they will kill, they will do anything to obtain that power. Now, in that sense, someone who will do something, who will do anything to obtain that power, they already are different than us. They already are alien because they're emotionless, or they, they, they might be able to fake it, but they're not really emotional beings. They're, 
They're lacking the ability to empathize. They lack the ability to have that emotion. So they don't care. They, they're not even aware. They're not even aware that they have no concern. They don't care about their victims. And so a lot of us who don't understand this, we ask questions, or for many of you, I'm sure you pe- people you know have asked you these questions, like, well, well, why would Bill Gates do that? Why would the Rockefellers, why would the, the big names everybody knows, but why would, why would they do that? Why would, the, you know, quote-unquote they, why would the them, why would these people do these horrible things? Well, it's because they don't think about or experience the consequences for their actions. At, at, at least mentally, they, they do not, even if you get away with doing something illegal, they don't suffer any consequences. They have no conscience. So to them, it doesn't matter. To them, it's what needed to be done to accomplish whatever the goal was, whatever the task was, whatever the deed was, personal or part of some larger you know, agenda. So in that way alone, these people are alien to us because we just can't imagine why someone could could do something so horrible why why someone can can have no concern for for other other forms of life and you 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 get that in prison at an equal rate the psychopaths the 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 rate of people 1 in 5 people in prison are diagnosed as being psychopaths and you get the same number for corporate executives i'm not talking about ceos just corporate executives, executives of big companies. On average, it's one in five is a psychopath. So again, that separates us from them in the sense that they have no emotion, they lack empathy, and we have these things, and so it's hard for us to understand why somebody would want you know, that level of power or why someone would do the things they need to do to get that level of power. But then you factor in a few other elements. The relationship between the idea of a psychopath and the lack of emotion and the lack of empathy and a human being can be exemplified metaphorically in a television show or a movie. I think of the movie Invasion of the Body Snatchers from the the 50s, where an alien species of human duplicates, they they use these plant-like pods to replace humans with emotionless creatures. They look like humans. They, they, they kind of, they talk, they act, they, they're exactly the same. But they're clones. They don't have emotion. That's how the aliens know whether or not someone is human or someone is like them, whether or not they can express emotion. And so if you carry the idea of, of the psychopath far enough, you start to wonder if this, this, the behavior of the leaders of major companies and, and, and specifically technology companies, people you've heard of, people you've never heard of, whether or not they themselves are human and not just in the sense of being psychotic and not having emotion or thinking about the consequences of their actions, but if they themselves are influenced through the channeling, perhaps, of, of extraterrestrials or aliens, and that they are being used to construct the new normal, the new 
alien paradigm through an interdimensional invasion that has been done in a way where we have not only acquiesced to it and, and, and enjoyed the technological developments, but we've built that system for these, for these otherworldly beings. An extremely sophisticated forum, if, if it was to, to, you know, to be proposed as a, as a theoretical alien invasion, a very sophisticated forum of warfare where there really isn't any war they don't have to drop bombs or they don't have to you know kill a bunch of people on a battlefield it's just coercing people through psychological warfare into accepting what is being given to them but what's being given to them is being given to them through you know people of their own kind so they feel comfortable you know the black man's comfortable with the the black man, the woman is comfortable with the woman doctor, the white man comfortable with the white man. It's not racism. It's just people are comfortable among their own kind for a lot of different reasons. I'm not saying you can't be comfortable with someone who looks different, who acts different, but we're comfortable among our own kind. So that's why this idea is it's so intriguing to me that we we are comfortable with our own kind and, and these beings have studied us like War of the Worlds. They understand that and so they utilize they utilize that psychology against us to bring about the transformation of global civilization to build to construct an environment in which they have complete and absolute control and they know it's a great example now with social distancing and isolation keeping people separate who rebels and who doesn't rebel and the ones that rebel we know those are the humans they have the spirit and the soul in them. The ones that don't rebel have already been replaced by the human duplicates. They've already been cloned. They've already emerged from the plant-like pods, emotionless and ready to acquiesce to whatever the authorities tell them to do. There's a weird thread and parallel between all of this from extraterrestrials and basic human psychology to 9-11 to COVID-19 from 19 hijackers to novel virus 2019 to 19 more interstellar objects that have been known about for five six years and we're just hearing about them coming from somewhere else acting strange one of them in particular moving in a retrograde orbit around near Jupiter and Neptune there's a lot going on. And if we tie all this together, we could theorize. I'm not saying it's accurate, but we could theorize that what we're witnessing is the maybe arrival of the ground troops to do the cleanup. Maybe we're witnessing the onset of an alien invasion, or maybe an alien invasion isn't in any way, shape, or form what we think an alien invasion would be. Maybe it's not killing a bunch of people and taking over the planet. Maybe it's done through very sophisticated means to incorporate, to integrate that species into the invading species. Maybe it's more like the Borg, to incorporate your biological and uh, technological likeness into their own. Resistance is futile. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More after this. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us right here on The Fringe FM. 
If you're looking for something to do while you're quarantined or locked down at home, check out www.thesecretteachings.info for our entire show archive. There you'll find every single broadcast after it airs, and you can download and stream every single one of those shows with great guests and timeless subjects. Right now, it's only $35 for a one-year subscription to the archive and a free copy of one of my books with free shipping in the United States. It supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and it supports you. You can also check out my three books independently, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. Read reviews and see the books at www.thesecretteachings.info. Whether you subscribe, purchase a book, or you simply listen to the show five nights a week, it's a great way to stay informed and to be entertained. Again, that's www.thesecretteachings.info, thesecretteachings.info, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings, and shoot us an email at rdgable at yahoo.com. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, mythology to alchemy, check out Ryan Gable's book, Occult Arcana, with hundreds of beautiful images. If you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic packs made in the entertainment industry, check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. And if you want a practical look at food, lifestyle, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and order yours today. It supports The Secret Teachings, you, and The Fringe FM. Do you enjoy The Secret Teachings? You now have an opportunity to help inform others while supporting the program by purchasing our newly available T-shirts for men, women, or whatever else you identify as, even a purple penguin. Whether you spark conversation with The Secret Teachings T-shirt or you want to decorate your safe space with an awesome poster, we have what you want at thesecretteachings.info. For any questions, contact Ryan Gable by email at rdgable at yahoo.com. Alex Hi, I'm Alex Exum, and you're listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.com. Info. We told you weeknights on the Fringe FM are now even better. And we mean it. Do it live! Where else can you hear the best shows and the best talent? Kick off your evening with our newest host, Alex Exum, live at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern. Hang out with me, Joe Roop, on Lighting the Void at 9 Pacific, Midnight Eastern. Ryan Gable expands your mind on the secret teachings at Midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern. We're bringing the heat every single night. Fire it up. The Fringe FM. This is David Icke from DavidIcke.com, author of The Phantom Self and The Perception Deception. And you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. 
This is Howard Kautz. My website is www.timeloopsolution.com and you're listening to the Secret Teachings radio program with Ryan Gable. And this is The Secret Teachings, right here on the Fringe FM, five nights a week. The new time, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 to 4 a.m. Eastern Time, right here in the United States. Wherever you might be listening, from Japan to Australia to Europe. The show just begins a little bit earlier, after lighting the void with Joe Roop, all of it right here on the Fringe FM, the Fringe dot FM. That's the network website, but you can find our entire show archive for the Secret Teachings at the Secret Teachings dot info. That's triple dot Teachings dot info, and email us at rdgable at yahoo dot com. And tonight's show, I know, has been a little bit heavy on analogy and metaphor and parallel and relationships between so many different things. But I just want to relate that a few weeks ago we were talking to Jordan Maxwell, and, and Jordan Maxwell just told us that he, he felt that there was a relationship energetically, numerically, between 19 hijackers on 9-11, an event that fundamentally transformed not just the United States, but it transformed the entire planet. Those 19 hijackers that supposedly changed the world, or at least they were the reason for the fundamental transformation of society, and COVID-19, now the 2019 coronavirus, the novel coronavirus, is the reason for another drastic societal transformation. We've got things like social distancing and isolation, which we know leads to anxiety and depression and even suicide, destroying people's lives carried out now to the point of really no return if you have a small business or just in general for the economy in the United States. But All these reactions that people are having to social distancing and isolation are kind of like the differences between the aliens and the humans in Invasion of the Body Snatchers. How did the aliens determine if the humans were human or if they were alien? Because everybody looks the same. Well, they determined that based on whether or not people had emotion. They knew who the humans were because they had emotional reactions. 
And humans are emotional. We are emotional. We are spiritual. We are soulful. These are the kinds of things that define what human beings are. We get depressed and anxious and even suicidal if, if these social interactions, since we are social beings, if these things are limited or restricted or whether or not it's because of social distancing and lockdown orders or because we just maybe we, you know, we move somewhere new, we don't know anybody unless we get out and go do something, we feel this way. We feel isolated, depressed, anxious. It's all reaction to limiting the meaningful interaction, you know, that emotional beings have. Um, and, and, and I mean, that, that's a theme present in a lot of alien movies because the emotionless beings, they act robotically in their own interest as part of a hive mind. And that relates to human behavior because there are a lot of humans who act that way. And the humans that already act that way, we define those humans as psychopaths. They lack emotion. They lack empathy. They're not really human because they don't share those those understandings that the rest of us have. And so that's a very common theme in alien movies and TV shows, that the aliens don't have those, those feelings or that capacity, those faculties. The rest are psychopaths. Statistically, psychologists say that 1% of the human population is considered psychopathic. But statistics also show that one in five corporate professionals, executives, are psychopaths. That is the same percentage, one in five, that you find in a prison. One in five inmates are clinically psychopathic. Now, you could play around with what the definition of a psychopath is and clinical psychology and I'm not subscribing to mainline psychology or psychiatry or any of these things. I'm just saying that I, I'm sure the number is actually much higher in terms of people that are CEOs and business executives. I'm sure the number is much higher than that. But you'd find a large percentage of people, probably the highest percentage of people, that would be psychotic. Psychopaths are in the military. You get offended, but... I imagine that's probably a very high percentage because whether or not you believe what you're doing is right or you question it, in order to do what you do, even if you're a thousand, two thousand miles away from the action, you have to have disconnected from reality. That's why there's no doubt. That's why so many soldiers develop not just from combat, but that's why so many soldiers develop psychological conditions and end up shooting themselves or taking drugs or slitting their wrists. They, they kill themselves. They commit suicide because they just can't handle what they did because they're human. Others get off on it. We would call them psychopaths. We'd call them kind of like aliens. So 19 hijackers on 9-11, COVID-19, and then I read about these 19 interstellar objects in our solar system that scientists, some believe might be alien probes or maybe they're alien it's an alien uh you know military amassing i mean these are massive objects too they're like 120 miles i read in one of these uh one of these articles like 120 miles in diameter more than 120 miles in diameter so 
really big ships if they were spaceships. Maybe it's an, an alien civilization. Maybe the probes, Omoamoa, if Omoamoa was a probe, maybe, maybe Omoamoa was scouting Earth, and maybe instead of it being a scout ship to deploy a military for an invasion, maybe these beings see the way that human beings act amongst each other, and they're scared of us. They're as scared of us as we are of, are of them. You know, maybe they have, you know, their own their own version of psychopath. Maybe they're very similar to us, and they see that human beings treat each other in a certain way, and what makes them think that if they contacted us that we would treat them any differently? If we eat our own, how would we treat them any better? I don't think we really think of extraterrestrials or alien, alien invasions and you know, those words are malleable, you know, what is an invasion? But I, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe aliens would have a similar reaction to us. They'd look at us and they'd think, well, I, I don't really want to go there. They, you know, they, might, they, might, they, they might want to kill us, so maybe they stay away for that reason. The reason, though, that I, that I bring up the, the objects around Jupiter and Neptune, I just found it interesting with the number 19, numerically speaking. And one of these objects, maybe you could speculate and say, well, it's, you know, some kind of uh, leader, there's an object, one of these objects, that's going in the opposite direction. It's going retrograde. It is orbiting in a different fashion in the opposite direction, not the same as Jupiter. So the way that these objects are acting, they were discovered in 2015, and the way that Oumuamua comes into the solar system and 21 Borisov, and, and these are considered like the first interstellar objects, and yet scientists knew about the 2015 objects, and they said, well, these are also interstellar. I mean, that tells us that the scientists that are observing these things are not being forthright with what they know, for, first of all. And, and second of all, they might not know that much. They just speculate. And we can speculate with the best of them and speculate based on the information that's provided that these might be, you know, alien probes. They might be just rocks. They might be rocks that hide alien probes. One of the better ways you could imagine to hide, you know, a probe would be to put it on an asteroid, to put it on maybe, you know, create something that kind of looks and mimics an asteroid. We, we do that with what? We do that with cell phone towers. We make them look like, you know, trees and cactuses and things like that, water towers. So people don't ask questions. You know, if you had a big spaceship flying past the Earth, you know, Earthlings would probably pick that up. <laughs> and, and, and maybe we already have in a lot of ways. But in concealing that object, you, you make it look like something that maybe it might be anomalous, but it looks kind of natural. That's what the speculation is anyway. That's what people are thinking about Oumuamua and now these 19 objects. That, and this was just published a few days ago before the weekend, on Friday, about these 19 objects. And so when you think about the transformation of society from 9-11 to COVID-19, and it seems that the target is human interaction, emotion, empathy, things like this, that the proverbial alien invasion, be them beings from other dimensions or other worlds, 
or alien in the sense of psychopathic behavior, people that are not really human, the alien invasion is being conducted through psychological warfare, sophisticated manipulation techniques that rather than waging an all-out war with guns and explosives and planes and tanks, the, the sophistication of modern warfare, even for humans, is done psychologically. It's done through manipulation, and it's meant not to destroy an enemy, per se. Psychological warfare is meant to destroy the morale. It's meant to preserve the enemy in order to incorporate them into your own military or your own society. And so, like the Borg in Star Trek, maybe the eradication of emotion and empathy and the tech giants, people like Zuckerberg and Musk and Ray Kurzweil and the professors at MIT and Boston Dynamics and the Pentagon and DARPA, all these people that are obsessed with microchips and uploading their brains into computers and building this internet of things and artificial intelligence, like something is speaking through them to develop this very dangerous technology. You know, very similar to the Manhattan Project and the development of the atomic bomb. And we know that the story behind that is that part of the Trinity test was basically an attempt to summon a changeling or to uh, to uh, to uh, to attract the attention of of beings from somewhere else. I think it was Fermi who said that 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 this explosion would likely trigger the the um, awareness of beings from other planets. They'd recognize that humans have done something, you know, very very dangerous, something that threatens, you know, perhaps the solar system and and and, and other civilizations elsewhere. But the whole idea of, of, of the bomb detonating was this massive explosion that would give and provide a spark of life in the chamber that was placed next to the Trinity bomb. This is all you know well, well known. You can find pictures of the giant chamber they brought in to put the bomb in, and then they never did it. But it was an alchemical experiment because in alchemy you'd have the chamber, you'd have like, you know, with Frankenstein, the electricity. You'd have this shock, this explosion, this energy to bring life to the what the Greeks called the homunculus, the little man. So from the nuclear bomb to psychological warfare today, trying to bring about the, the presence, the, the desires of something from somewhere else as it promises you all this power and all this, this control over others. And I'm not saying people like Musk and people like Kurzweil and, and, and others that are these so-called tech gurus are, are intentionally doing what they're doing to bring harm. Maybe they themselves are conduits and are being used and are mostly unaware, but when they talk about the dangers of these things and, and they talk in a human form, that is, the, that is the human element speaking and saying that, you know, this is dangerous. We don't really want to do this, but we don't really have a choice. It's, it's spoken like a magician who makes a deal with the spirit, and then at some point that deal includes the transference of your soul into the spirit world 
where the demon now has complete dominion over you. And so you'd otherwise, you know, to, to prevent that from happening, want to do things that would allow you to circumvent the inevitability of your soul being taken by that demonic force, that evil force, that alien presence, that alien force. And so you do anything, kill children, drink blood, murder the innocent, kill, 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 death, 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 perversion, perversion, depravity, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so a lot of, a lot of the world is, is under the impression that we can become more human by becoming less human in the sense that we can become more human by creating a symbiotic relationship with machines in a very direct way, far more direct than we already have today. And we've already uploaded our personalities into social media. We've already created digital profiles. We're already using technology to the degree for which we're well in to the integration of technology from the outside to inside the body. And many would argue we've already done that with nanobots and other forms of nanotechnology with uh, nano-electrocuticles like smart dust and things like this. But all of this is being done, they say, to, to ultimately, with, the, with the, the IoT, the Internet of Things, the whole smart grid, to provide a new environment that, although most of us know is incredibly dangerous, from fifth-generation technology to you know, basic cell phones, when cell phones first became a thing, to just Wi-Fi signals. All this is dangerous, and, and, and all of it's extremely, extremely toxic to the body and the environment. But maybe we could speculate and say this is a form of terraforming, another you know, alien presence, a species, and you know, they feed off of radiation, they feed off of this environment. Or maybe they don't need to worry about it because this is a synthetic intelligence. It's artificial intelligence. It's like a Borg. And rather than just outright kill everybody, it wants to absorb the biological and technological uniqueness of this human race and incorporate it through absorption into its own civilization or its own consciousness, becoming infinitely more aware, infinitely more intelligent. And this alien intelligence, this presence, is not coming like Independence Day. It's not coming like War of the Worlds. It's not coming like Battle Los Angeles or some, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s alien alien movie or alien, some B movie, some monster movie. It doesn't come like that. It's sophisticated. It gets us to, as Aldous Huxley said, love our servitude. We enjoy the technology. It's what makes our, our world tick now. It progresses us forward. But if we strive for technological superiority over nature, with the goal being preventing death, in other words, we desire immortality through technological means, well, it's a misnomer because technological means are material mechanical means. And they can't be everlasting when everything ultimately decays, when everything breaks down. I believe that's one of the laws of thermodynamics, is it not? Things begin to break down in systems. Organic life decays. So 
you could preserve certain components of the human experience, but you cannot preserve the soul and the spirit. So human life extended indefinitely in the material world becomes a living hell and a nightmare. Because, you know, if you've eaten the same food over and over and over again, you get tired of it, even if you love that food. If you do the same thing over and over and over again, no matter how much you love it, you really get tired of it after a while because you've done it too much. There's no appreciation for it. So at some point in life, we get, we get tired, we're done, and we're ready to go. It's not suicidal, it's just like, well, we're done, we're, it's okay. And then you let go and you die and you make room for, the, for another generation. And then they live and the same thing happens. It's not giving control to like some Logan's Run Society or Bill Gates to decide when you live and die. It's not eugenics. It's just you understand like, well, I'm not really fascinated anymore by the world. I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of done. I've done everything I wanted to do and I'm, I'm finished. You might be 70, you might be 80, you might be 55. You're just, you're just kind of done. And, and there's, a, there's an honorable thing, I think, to be said about, about that realization and that, you know, that, that acceptance of the inevitable. But prolonging physical life is really prolonging spiritual life because you're prolonging the inevitability that you're going to die. You are going to die. You're prolonging the inevitability that you're going to die. So eternal material life, which will ultimately deteriorate and and fall apart, is spiritual death indefinitely. And the digital, mechanical hell that the technology builds creates an environment in which not only is is everything inorganically controlled and incorporated into some mass hive mind collective uh, the biological and technological likeness of an entire species absorbed into another race, another species. But human beings are, are no longer human beings. And, and all of this is done, like some dystopian future, some dystopian novel, some story. All this is done without any resistance. B- because, I mean, resistance is futile. So there'd be no reason to, to, to protest anyway, to resist it. And the idea of psychopathic behavior having a relationship to the technological elixir, the saving of mankind, eternal life through material means is eternal spiritual death, is that machines are programs. Machines don't have emotions. Machines don't have gender. Machines, AI, it can only mimic. It cannot fully create something new. And human beings can do all those things. And I'm sure that there are probably other species in the universe that likewise can do this. And it feels like there's a dark presence, interdimensionally or otherwise, that probably attempts to absorb this likeness. You can call it the devil, demons, but it's just an evil presence. It's just evil in the universe. If you break it down theologically, you know, the Persian doctrine of, of darkness and light and all this. And so the emotionlessness 
of 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 the aliens in a movie like Invasion of the Body Snatchers is what allows the other aliens to know if someone is human or someone is one of them. And they might stop, you know, war and conflict and all this, but with the stopping of all those things and and, and everybody becoming emotionless, there is no life anymore. There's no sovereignty. there's There's no soul. There's no spirit. All of that has been removed. And that's what we we, 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 we we have to think about and we have to consider when you get these ideas like, well, we can just use technology and you know to save save humanity, we'll never have to die, we'll never have to to experience pain again with, with drugs and medicine, and we'll never have to have any bad experiences again, and we can create a utopian world. But but then then there's no point in living, there's no point in existence. And, and, and I believe this is the sophisticated alien takeover. It's not necessarily alien in the sense of beings from another world. I'd suggest it's probably other dimensional. But it's alien in the sense that what makes us human is assaulted and attacked, hijacked, rewired, and stolen by beings and intelligences who do not have those abilities and those capacities, those facilities to empathize and to express emotion. They can only mimic it. They can only replicate or reproduce it. They can only clone it. They cannot create naturally. They cannot create organically. So when you see the patterns from 9-11 and 19 hijackers to COVID-19 to 19 interstellar objects in our solar system, and you think about alien invasions, and you think about psychopathic behavior and emotionless, empatheticless people, it might sound really depressing, and it might sound like a dystopia, and it might just seem absolutely crazy, But the point to thinking of all of these different things, I'm not making a conclusion tonight, a conclusive statement, but the point to thinking about all this is to realize that, be it technology or an alien invasion, you know, of any kind, whether they're up there or they're in another dimension or they are us, the psychopaths among us are the aliens. It's where we get the idea for for a lot of alien movies. We project on them what we are, what we do, what some of us are, how we act. The point is, the soul, the spirit, and the experience is what matters. And if you don't have any of that, then eternal physical existence, which will inevitably be destroyed, is eternal spiritual death. It is the selling of the soul to the devil, the creation of a digital hell run by psychopaths or run by machines which are psychopathic and understand calculations and programs and not the free will, the free choice, not the soul, not the spirit. That is what's forfeited for the perceived utopian ideology and future, which will never come. It's all a mirage. And maybe it's being projected by artificial intelligence, aliens, interdimensional beings, or by ourselves. And the idea we have of aliens is a projection of our deepest, darkest human problems 
externally onto other things because it's so foreign, it's so alien that how could we do these kinds of things to each other? Only aliens could do that. Well, humans can do it too. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. www.thesecretteachings.info is the website. rdgable at yahoo.com is the email. Stay tuned to The Fringe FM. There's more coming up after this. But The Secret Teachings for tonight, signing off until tomorrow. Stay safe, stay informed, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast.